Hello, everybody. Steve Wollenhouse here. I'm your host on Anatomy of Success, and I'm glad you joined us this week. Seven reasons why life isn't fair and how to be better about embracing it. That's the topic of our conversation this week. Let's get started. Welcome back again. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Welcome. Glad you made it first time here. Welcome. Invite some friends. Come back next week. And please subscribe to the podcast. Rate, review if you get a chance. We appreciate that. And then head over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. Find me under About Us. Follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Links on the top of that page. And grab the free Weatherology mobile app. I think you'll like it. Now, plenty of people work hard, but they never seem to to get what they feel they deserve in life. Plenty of people are incredibly decent people, but always seem to get the short end of the stick. Plenty of people are smart, but never seem to apply their academic excellence to economic achievement or business acumen, for instance. Plenty of people fall in love only to see their love squandered on someone who doesn't reciprocate or understand the commitment required to share a loving relationship. The conclusion most of us arrive at, life isn't fair. And I see it all the time. Or is it many of us just don't understand the rules and have a bad relationship with fairness? And I suspect that's what it is. You know, quite candidly, I have a theory why activism has become so popular on college campuses. I believe a lot of college professors are very smart, knowledgeable in their discipline, but they spend, like the rest of us, $200,000 on a prestigious degree, realize that I can't take what I know and actually turn that into a money-making enterprise, so I'm going to teach. And in the process, I'm going to dream up theories, indoctrinate kids in new ideas that sound good or maybe have a hint of historical efficacy or economic relevance, but people take that twisted out of context and then create new things that become popular that make a big impact on people that fail to think for themselves. Regardless, here we have a group of people that I think are somewhat bitter, quite candidly, about super successful people that fall into that 1%. They're resentful. Why should they make so much money? I'm smarter than they are. I have this PhD. I have this MBA. And there's a lot of people, I think, that feel that way, which may explain why there's this economic rivalry, this class warfare that's being created, us versus them. It's easy to marginalize and demonize a small percentage of people that do well because they constitute such a a small percentage of the vote. So I think that's what's happening. Regardless, it's based on the notion of fairness. Why should they get what they have when we don't get what we deserve? According to William Goldman, who says life is fair? Where is that written any place? So here are seven areas of life that can make our relationship with fairness better. And trust me, in the process, we'll become better, more successful people. Number one, competition. Want to start a business? Many forces are going to be against you. Why? Most businesses fail. We've talked about this. That guy, that girl you want to date, so do plenty of other people. The job you want? Stand in line. So does a long list of other qualified candidates. Today, many more qualified candidates because oftentimes we select people for the wrong reasons today. Most accomplishments are measured against someone else. More likes, more pay, faster time, bigger houses. Platitudes can be be helpful when attempting to elevate our self-esteem. I get it. Suggestions like we should only compete with ourselves. The problem, many of us don't. Life is a competition and those who are willing to make the supreme sacrifice often win. 
Some people get off to a difficult start in life. I get it. They have incredible obstacles to overcome. Regardless, life isn't fair. We have to get in the race and run. This whole idea that we need to make life fair for everybody. Boy, you're at a huge disadvantage. So let's lower the standards, level the playing field. I'm telling you, if you're a person hearing that message and fall into the category of people it's engineered to appeal to, I'm asking you to think more highly of yourself, develop real self-confidence and say, no, thank you. I don't want your ingracious platitudes insulting me, suggesting somehow I can't get to where these other people are because I'm too stupid to be able to do what's required to get in. Teach me and my community how to get in, how to be better, how to rise up, and then we can meet the expectations. And as a country, we can be a lot better. Competition, folks, it's not fair. Sometimes there's just some really good, talented people. And if we want to compete for those opportunities, we have to rise to the occasion. It's not anybody else's responsibility. Number two, action. Many people manufacture beliefs about themselves based on bravado and confidence bias, to be quite candid. I'm talented. I'm a great person. I'm kind and generous. I'm a great leader. The problem, if our rhetoric isn't supported with action, we are simply bloviating. Our distorted claims mean nothing if we don't back them up with evidence and action. Many people believe they are talented enough to win the American Idol. The problem, the majority don't. This bitter truth may sound cruel, but reality doesn't care about our feelings, folks. We are judged by what we can do and what we believe we can do. And I get it. Life seems incredibly unfair when the world constantly judges our abilities. But that's the way it is. Tony Warwick said this, the problem isn't that life is unfair. It's our broken idea of fairness, meaning our idea of fairness is self-centered. We think that we're so talented, so gifted, so capable, so justifiably worthy of what we desire that we should get it. That's not how life works. Next, self-interest, elaborating on the point I just made. You know, most of us have a very strong sense of moral authority reinforced by our parents and teachers. Do good and you will be rewarded. That's what our academic system is based on. Rewards and punishments, folks. And so it rewards certain people that comply with that system and do it well. Reality is very different, which is why so many gifted students and so many decorated teachers can't turn that into success in life because plenty of people fail exams that study hard and plenty of people struggle financially that work hard. So is that fair? Doesn't sound like it, does it? But what happens when you love someone and they don't love you back? Life isn't fair, and it's our broken idea of fairness that gets us into trouble. Just because we develop feelings for someone doesn't mean those feelings are going to be reciprocated. Just because we dislike a person doesn't mean they're this terrible monster that we make them out to be. We have seen this played out in American politics, and it's done maliciously and in a manipulative way. Politicians know exactly what they're doing. Just because that person doesn't agree with me, they must be a liar, a bigot, an idiot, a racist. Really? Their decisions may seem unfair to us, so we vilify them and develop deep-seated hatred and try to destroy their character without knowing anything about that person. So it's a lack of understanding, unrealistic expectations about people based on our own self-interests. And that's not unfair, that's our impractical perception of reality.
Next, pain. Most people have a poor relationship with pain. Pain normally wins as a result of most dreams fizzling. Nobody is immune to hard times and adversity. Obstacles never end. These impediments easily get the best of many people and they succumb to the temptation of giving up in the process. Once we appreciate pain doesn't last forever, it spares no one, we gain a deeper understanding of sadness, disappointment, and realize it's temporary. Learning to appreciate our pain isn't unique. We appreciate that everyone experiences it. It's not fair. Life is unfair. And if we don't recognize pain as being ubiquitous, we start to believe that we're unique in how we experience pain and that somehow life is doing something to us unfairly that it isn't doing to just about everybody else on the planet. Next, control. Many things in life reside outside our control. When we concentrate on those things, we create the impression of a world which removes any personal responsibility. Politicians love to prey on this angle. Our problems are the result of someone else or something else outside our control. Some system, some diabolical, nefarious idea. Buy into that way of thinking and we are already on a path to failure. Trust me, no matter what you look like, what your skin color is, sexual orientation doesn't matter. At Anatomy of Success, you're welcome. I believe in you. Doesn't matter what obstacle you're up against. I believe you can overcome it. We control the way we think. We get to pick our relationships. We get to make choices that set us up for success or bad decisions that put us on a path toward detrimental lifestyle decisions. Don't like our body? Change it. Don't like our friends? Change it. Don't like our quality of life? Work to improve it. Focusing on what we can control removes the temptation to concentrate on external circumstances at the excuse of our own inadequacies. Next, acceptance. You know, being realistic about life helps us appreciate the hard work and dedication necessary to achieve happiness. It's a decision and one that requires letting go of being a victim. We live in a world that loves to celebrate victims. It makes celebrities feel less guilty about their success since most are too selfish to actually do anything with their time and resources. Many just love to appear righteous. It's a great public relations maneuver, but it's disingenuous and you can read right through it. We won't always win, feel happy, or avoid setbacks. Fact of life. Accepting life's challenges, that will help us dedicate our energy to growing stronger and gaining wisdom on our journey and not waiting for someone else to fix our problems. And finally, mindful. We need to spend more time focused on the present, less time ruminating about the past. We need to accept whatever the unpleasant aspects of our past are and do our very best to move on. Concentrate on the present, create a beautiful and magnificent better future. That's the energy that we need to allocate toward making dreams a reality. When we get trapped, believing our past defines our future, life seems unfair. When we spend too much time contemplating the future and believing our destiny is outside our control, we feel helpless and life starts to feel unfair. Allocating our emotional energy wisely helps us dedicate our time to what truly matters and gain control over the belief that life isn't fair. And we focus on not worrying about that, but doing everything we can to improve our advantages.
David Brin said this, Life is not fair. Anyone who says it is, or even if that ought to be the case, is a fool or even worse. I hope you benefited from this difficult conversation on fairness. A lot of folks struggle with this, and I get it. And life may seem unfair, but guess what? Being stuck in that mindset is going to keep you trapped. We got to get over that hump and move in the direction of personal improvement. I'm Steve Wollenhouse, your host here on Anatomy of Success, and I'm glad you joined us this week. Come back, join us again. Until then, let's stay positive, let's stay focused, and let's stay optimistic.